Welcome to Intuitive Seek. My name is Mary Treen, and every week I aim to bring you a grounded approach to all things intuition. Through personal stories, experiences, and practices, offering energetic reflections to help you discover, connect, and fully realize how your unique power of intuition is your own greatest teacher. Hello, hello, welcome everyone. How have you been doing? If you're listening to this in the time that it was put out, how have the last couple of weeks been in May? We are mid-May now, and I don't tend to speak to astrology or astrological weather. I am not an astrologer, and for our intuition... I actually really feel quite strongly that connecting to our intuition first, creating that beautiful relationship with your own unique intuition, how it speaks to you, how you kind of receive it in different ways, how it's connected to your empathic energy, your creativity, Like really getting to know what your energy is and what your intuition is before we kind of search for meaning and guidance in astrology or human design, kind of any of those spiritual tools that are becoming quite mainstream now. It's really easy to kind of lose sight of ourselves when we start looking into or getting excited about those things, because there is so much information out there and you can kind of Google away to your heart's content. And sometimes if you haven't reacquainted fully with your own energy and that inner guidance system and knowing how you're feeling or why, or whether it is your energy or not that you're feeling. If you don't do that, sometimes, like I talk about quite often, it's kind of another way to spiral away from yourself. And it's when you can get pretty confused or you can get pretty disappointed. If you listen to my episode in February, where it was February 22nd, 2022, and I spiraled completely away from myself. And I lost, I feel like the whole day was lost with me trying to push to do this thing that I needed to do or thought that I needed to do, where all I had to do was kind of remember and connect back to myself, back to my heart, back to my intuition. And I wouldn't have put unbeknownst to me because I, I mean, I practice this. I make it very, a very high priority to not give my power away to something outside of myself or telling me that it has all the answers. Or if I just, you know, would do the one thing that is suggested for my fill in the blank, then my whole life will become 
exactly the way I want it. Because that is the promise in those spiritual tools when they're not being used with intention. When you are giving your power away to them. And that was really interesting because when I shared that for the February one, where I was like, oh, this is, you know, all over social media. In traditional media, people were speaking about the the manifestation qualities, the power of February 22nd, 2022. And I had a horrible day. There was no magic in it. I mean, looking back, I learned a lot. So I guess that was pretty magical. But I received so many messages from you guys that said, thank you. (laughs) Thank you for actually saying that it wasn't a special day. And I don't know if I mentioned that. I may have forgotten to say that. So I'm glad I'm remembering now. Or if I did before, then a good reminder. But I loved that people resonated with that because I didn't actually think that anybody would. I thought it was quite a personal experience. But then, cut to March 5th of this year, when I very, very surprising and unexpectedly had to say goodbye to my favorite little being, my beloved Capo, that morning I read that it was supposed to be, supposed to be the luckiest, the most aligned, completely you know, just sparkling with positive, abundant energy of the past years. Like on one of the worst days that I have been through in quite a while, it was supposed to be, supposed to be the luckiest, most sparkly, beautiful, gorgeous day that we have had for Many, many, many years. So thank goodness. Thank God that I had already been fully reminded of the February so that I wasn't totally kind of hopeless and upended or so deeply disappointed that on top of having to say goodbye to a piece of my heart, it was also a day that I could have felt like, well, what is wrong with me? What did I do to deserve this on the luckiest day that many other people are just, you know, bouncing on clouds of gold to their highest desires? But no, because in February, I had that experience, and then I shared it with you, and then many of you got back to me saying, yeah, we have the same thing. Thank you. Because many of you said that before you heard me talk about that, you were feeling a bit down about it, 
that you thought there was something wrong with you. That maybe your, you know, quote unquote channel wasn't clear enough or your energy wasn't balanced enough or, you know, your vibration wasn't high enough. All of those buzzwords, the spiritual buzzwords to me, if you are not using them with intention or you're not using them in a way to describe how you're feeling, then they really can do a big disservice to you. But having said all of that, the astrological weather of this month, from what I have read and heard, really goes hand in hand with how many of us have been experiencing it. Deep change, that transformational energy. So sometimes if you're already feeling it, and then you read about or are offered some kind of guidance from an outside kind of spiritual tool like that, then it can offer you some affirmation, but not validation. Really make sure that you're not searching for validation through these external tools that are can be kind of tied to our intuition, where really they should be supporting it. But often, because it's really easy for us to not trust ourselves, to disconnect that trust that we've built and put it on something outside of us, because that seems more real, very often we can be not supported by them, but led by them. And then you are kind of focusing on the predictive nature of things where I feel quite strongly, yeah, pretty strongly that prediction since the dawn of man has always been about not understanding or it being in the present. Not embodying who you are or where you are right now. And very often, when we are focused on the predictive nature of things, we can lose time. Completely. It can just run right out of our hands until we're kind of grasping for it and can't remember what we were even really wanting in the first place because we were so focused on, well, what about the what if and the what have you and the maybes? Where tuning into your own energy and then feeling what the energy might be like in the month, that helps you navigate step by step. That helps you navigate the present moment. It's not preparing. It's just kind of calibrating. So I feel like moving into the summer when I know astrologically people can get quite excited about 
certain events, eclipses, the Lionsgate portal on August 8th, these things, I have respect for people that really find them helpful in their lives. I completely respect it. And I find that there is amazing insight that you can get into having a look deeply into your birth chart and the aspects of them. But when it comes to those kind of new age holy days, I feel like unless it is your expertise, unless it is your intuition calling you to these things that it's part of your purpose to decipher or understand, If you just see it and somebody says, oh, this is powerful, or this is the portal, or this is when the veil is thin, or this is the time when, you know, time speeds up and anything that you speak into the universe, you will get. Those are ways for us to, in my opinion, ways for us to just move further and further away from ourselves, further and further away from our hearts further and further away from our true essence, from our authentic gifts and our soul's purpose. And again, there is value, but putting the value over your own feeling and your own experience and deep diving into that, because that takes time. It takes time to look into what our needs are what our wants are, what our heart is saying, how our intuition is speaking to us. That takes time. That takes a lot of valuable time. So sometimes the shortcut can be with those spiritual tools. And there is, again, a lot of value in them when you're kind of searching for a little bit of direction and a little bit of affirmation in what you want and what you want to do. And maybe a change you want to make. Those spiritual tools can be so supportive. But I want and feel quite called to remind us all that we need to be supported by them. But never led by them. We need to be led by our own hearts. And an empowering way to use astrology to look at how you can lead from your heart. A beautiful way would be to look at Venus and to look into the story and the metaphor of it and how that brings up feelings and thoughts in your body and in your mind and in your intuition. That was a very recent writing prompt that I received from my favorite writing group. And that was a way that astrology was incredibly empowering. So little reminder, one more time, do not allow these things outside of us to lead us, only support us. This is it. So yes, this month for me has been very busy and like lightning speed, little changes that are making 
kind of big changes in the trajectory of the business I'm building and my life in general. So yeah, it has just been, it really, a way that I described it to somebody was, and this was about a month ago, but it is true enough now, even more true that this year has been like a masterclass in trust, truly a masterclass because I have had to go back and really make sure that everything that I'm doing and everything that I'm creating is authentic to me and not born out of comparison or obligation or out of something that I believe I should do or that people may want. Because that's the beautiful thing about connecting back to your intuition. It's all about that muscle. A big part of it is about the muscle. Can I say about one more time without sounding so Canadian? And I am Canadian, if any new listeners, I'm not making fun of Canadians, making fun of myself. Because I'll offer actually a quick sidebar that if you are not from Canada, in Canada, there is a very strong Canadian accent in kind of pop culture, but it's a real East Coast accent. So I grew up in Western Canada and then moved to the West Coast, which is where I live now. But when I say about, sometimes I catch in my ear that it sounds like that kind of East Coast, about, about. So you probably hear an accent, but to me, it's not that kind of strong, traditional Canadian accent that gets, you know, parodied on a lot of American TV. So there you go. My long, um, my long explanation on my abouts or my boots. So thank you. Thank you for listening to that explanation. So today I actually wanted to speak on empathic energy and how we can express it. And I felt I really inspired to kind of dive into these. I feel like one of the reasons that I am really inspired to kind of talk about this more and dive into how we can express and how we do express our empathic energy and utilize it for ourselves and for others. And sometimes without us really doing it on purpose. So not fully consciously, which was my experience that when I kind of found out, figured out, remembered, uncovered my empathic energy and my empathic skills because I use so much of this kind of energy in my work and in my life. So I'm pulling from a psychiatrist. Her name is Judy Orloff, and she wrote The Empath Survival Guide, Life Strategies for Sensitive People. And I love her explanations because she really understood, even though 
her expertise and what she was interested in was more about the brain and the functions of the brain, she also had beautiful and important experiences herself with her own empathic energy and with her clients too. So I love her descriptions, but this is the interesting part. She really uses empath, empath, empath. And for sure, I mean, she is one of the experts. So let's say empath. But one of the main reasons I feel like I was inspired to kind of dive a bit deeper into this was because if you're not kind of on social media or in the spheres of TikTok and Instagram, one of the things that is really popular right now is making fun of empaths. And I actually think that that is fantastic because that means that we are talking about the experience of our empathic energy, even when it's being made fun of. So some of the things that I've seen have been, you know, they pretend that they just got back from a funeral and they say, oh, I don't know why, but I feel, you know, very sad and full of grief and I'm just absorbing everybody else's emotions and how will I ever survive? I'm weighed down and I don't even know why. And then it'll cut to, well, you were just at a funeral. So it's not some kind of magical power. And I like that because it's not a magical power, but it is a supremely, beautifully, lovely, natural power that we all have. We all have access to. But there are some of us who are more predisposed to having different expressions of our intuitive and empathic nature. So one of the ways that our empathic energy can be expressed is as a physical empath. And the way that Dr. Orloff describes that is physical empathy is when you're attuned to other people's physical symptoms and you tend to absorb them and can feel them in your own body. And she even gives the example of someone next to you having a pimple come. And because you're absorbing so much of their physical energy from their physical body, you also have a pimple come up. And in my experience with physical empathy, it's something that I use quite strongly in my practice. But the beautiful part about learning how to utilize Reiki, universal energy, learning how to work with your own energy, you realize, and I realized, how to set boundaries with other people's energy. So in my sessions, I do tune in to other people's physical symptoms to the person that I'm working with. I feel them in my own body. But there's a barrier of energetic boundary that I set the intention for. And I know 
that that anxiety in my you know, stomach is not mine, or the knot in my back somewhere is not mine, or the pain in my knee or in my foot. I know that it's not mine because I have gotten to know my energy. But if you are unaware of your own energy and your empathic energy expresses itself through physical empathy, then that could be a really tricky and confusing part of your life. If you are having ailments that are not yours, then there's no reason for them. And that can create a total misunderstanding on what's going on with you. And then you're not really separating from the people around you. So it becomes very exhausting for your physical body. In one way, and I'll just offer this, all of this is grain of salt because these are really theories. I mean, they have been researched and studied, but there's no, you know, regulation on empathic energy, on expression. I know that in psychiatry, sometimes they call it socio-emotional exchange, which is how they've kind of wrapped their brains around it. But because it is something you feel, it's hard to put you know, a pin on that. But one of the upsides that she offers as well is that because you do feel somebody else's physical body so much or have the ability to, what you can do is receive a lot of extra energy from people that are very energized. So having, you know, somebody that is very physically active in your sphere or really having that person show you how to do the exercise that you aren't feeling like doing, even watching it, you can kind of receive that energy. And so that would be quite positive. And in my sessions, that is a beautiful way that I am able to understand where the opportunities are for the energy work that we're doing together. Because often it's hard to recognize when you're holding tension in your body if you are really used to it. It doesn't seem that different. If I would ask you, oh, are you holding any tension? And your shoulders are up to your ears, but they're always up to your ears, then you may not say, oh, my shoulders for sure. You may say, oh no, I feel normal. So that's why empathy is a really powerful emotion because it's really helps a lot of people and not just in some of the ways that you may have heard or read about. There's a lot more depth to it and there's constant new research and yeah, it's really exciting because it's not a fringe thing anymore. It is becoming more in the mainstream, which means there will be more research and maybe one day in Canada, The work that I do will be regulated. So I'm looking forward to that. And the next one that we're going to talk about is emotional empathy. Being an emotional empath. Being able to express your empathic energy that way. And the reason I keep saying express instead of just you are an emotional empath. Because it is incredibly valuable 
just like learning about your birth chart, just like learning about all of the different spiritual tools, it is valuable to recognize and see yourself reflected back to you. So if you relate to these, it's lovely to say, oh, that's what I've been doing. That's what it is. But it doesn't or shouldn't, I believe, change who you are. It should just bring you closer to who you are. So if you say your name is Megan and you find this out, maybe you say, oh, I'm an emotional empath. And then you start viewing the world through that rather than my name is Megan and I express my empathic energy through my emotional body. A longer sentence, I wouldn't want you to say it like that, but the feeling is different because you keep your power. You're not giving it away to something else. And I think and feel that that's super important. You know, what does spirituality even really mean? On the base level, to me, it means remembering that you're not just a body. I don't know if you heard those horns, but yes, that you're not just a body, (laughs) that there's so much more in your heart and your soul, in your spirit, however you want to say it. And recognizing that really opens up your life and then creates a lot more room for you to remember what you enjoy and what you desire and what you want, you know? So that's why I feel like it's important. So emotional empathy is feeling the emotions of others, the traditional way that people make fun of empaths and maybe the way that you've heard about them, or maybe you know much more than me about them, which is great. Let me know. (laughs) Tell me about it. But um, yes, emotional empaths, you get very depleted if you don't have the proper boundaries in place. You can right away just being in the sphere or even on the phone or, you know, on Zoom, you can tell, oh, you are very sad or very happy or full of grief or full of guilt or regret. It's like other people's emotions are turned up by a multitude of decibels and you can just tune into it. But by not knowing your own energy, this is when it can feel quite debilitating because you don't understand why it is so draining to be around a large groups of people or just one person for a length of time. That's when you can become more comfortable at home. But maybe that is not the healthiest thing for you. Maybe feeling introverted is actually just protecting your empathic energy that doesn't have any boundaries. So that's why getting to know your energy is so important. But being and having emotional empathic expressions You can really help other people. You can be a mirror for their emotions that they don't even realize they're feeling. But you have to make sure that you're taking care of yourself very well so that it doesn't 
impede on your life. But in my work, which I'll use as an example again, emotional empathy is so helpful to me because I feel the tension in somebody else's body. Well, I can also feel the emotion. So that really helps to be reflected back to that client to know the opportunities of what we are going to do in our session. So it's really a beautiful thing to develop, but you have to take care of yourself. I mean, that's the base of all of these empathic expressions is if you are not putting your self as a priority, then all of these will be something that you wish that you didn't have if you have all of them or just one of them. So the next one is one of my favorites. When I read about it, I was like, oh yeah, I have been doing this my whole life and have really developed it over the time that I've been building my business and working with amazing people, but it's a dream empath. So you're really using your intuition, but you're also receiving intuitive information from your dreams that helps yourself, but can also help others. But one of the beautiful gifts of dream empathic expression is that you're able to read between the lines and tease the meaning from the dreams of others. So you can really help other people understand their own intuition more as well. And it's one of my favorite things to help my clients with. And they, in turn, start to be able to connect to the meaning that their intuition is trying to tell them through their dreams. Because for me, any dream dictionary, any interpretations that I would Google or have, you know, a book from the library back in the day, I never really resonated with any of the meanings. It never made sense to me. So I would just trust what I felt about the dream, what I felt it meant. And knowing that now and how much I've developed it and how much it helps other people to interpret what they are not really understanding, it's just the loveliest way that I can help somebody connect deeper to the power of their own intuition. And then one of the, she really differentiates between a plant empath, earth empath, animal empath, but all of those I will kind of just put together and say that it's a pinpoint from her experience that kind of physical and emotional empathy is also utilized with our animal friends and maybe the earth that you're standing on, the land, and also, you know, the universe, and then plants and trees and flowers and herbs, you know, everything in the universe is made of energy. So this makes sense that if you have empathic expression through your intuition, 
then you could tune in to the energy of seemingly objects that maybe don't have physical or emotional awareness. But one thing to remember is that we are part of the animal kingdom. We are, like I've said many times, because I love to remember it, because it helps to ground me in the present moment of life, is that we are high primates. We are terrestrial animals. We are part of the animal kingdom. So maybe it's not that far-fetched that we could have an empathic connection to the earth and plants and animals. Because technically, we are part of it. And remembering that can really help us to empower that empathic energy that we have, to not think of it or feel as if it's some kind of thing we have to deal with but something that we can really utilize. But bear in mind that if you do really relate and resonate with these descriptions of different empaths, different ways to use and express your empathic energy, like I've said, one thing is for sure. You need to ground your energy and you need to know what that feels like. And that's when a routine, even five minutes of breath, of bringing all your awareness to your heart, you don't have to walk on the earth if that doesn't work for you or if you don't really have that available. You don't have to picture roots coming out of your feet. It's really about the intention of, wait, what am I doing? It's mindfulness times a hundred. It's making sure that the choices you're making, the things you're saying, the things you're creating, that they're all coming from your authentic energy, that it's all coming from your heart and not from what has been impressed upon you from the outside world. Because I have experienced this myself. I have witnessed it in so many of my beautiful clients that when you can have that amazing ability, when you have discovered or remembered how to feel in your body how to embody your true essence, exactly what you are and who you are. I mean, there's a no greater power because then everything you're doing is true. Then you don't have to worry because you know that you're there. You have your literal back and your figurative back and all the other types. You are there for yourself. And what happens when you really honor your own energy that way, when you prioritize it, what that can do in your energy is start to really heal those parts of yourself that you've betrayed. It's a beautiful kind of reciprocity of 
claiming, reclaiming, remembering, uncovering, however you want to say it, of honoring that you have your own being and you are responsible for it and it can do amazing things for you. But you have to know what it is and what it feels like and what it can do. Because then you aren't searching for your answers outside of yourself. And that's kind of the tricky thing about seeking. That's why I called this intuitive seek. Because the word seek sounds like you're really going out. You're really moving towards something, finding it. You're on a mission. You're looking. You're Indiana Jones. But what it really means, as we know, is it's about seeing inside, seeking yourself. And that's why, just to bring it back to the beginning, why it's so important to know yourself, know your energy, know how you express your empathic energy, how your intuition works and speaks to you before you put any kind of power into those spiritual tools. Because they will just float you away from yourself into somebody else's energy. And then all of a sudden, you don't know why you made certain decisions and you don't know how you got to certain places. And then you have to get back to yourself again. And that's okay. That happens. But if you can be conscious of it and really create a practice so that you know your energy and know yourself, you will save so much Time. So much time. And time is one of the one things left in this world that you can't buy. So it is really important to connect to your intuition, to yourself, and to know how to utilize it so that you can actually live the way that you want. You can. It's possible. I am, and I never thought I could. And I know people from all walks of life that are doing it too, that also didn't realize that they could. So it is possible. You just have to remember, and you don't have to do it alone. Well, thank you so much for listening to this episode of Intuitive Seek, episode 44, my favorite number. Please reach out to me with any questions or if you want to share anything that may have come up for you during this episode, I would love it. I love when you message me. I love hearing from you. Just like at the beginning when you messaged me about not really understanding or feeling the power of those new age holy days message me, let me know, because I love talking to you. So you can follow and message me on my Instagram at treenlight, T-R-E-E-N-L-I-G-H-T, or you can check out my website at treenlight.com, and I will have all the links in the show notes for you to learn more about how I can support you. And you can also look into my one-on-one work. I still have a few clarity sessions available. So yeah, go check it out. If it calls to you, I would love to talk to you. So thank you so much for all of your support. 
Be kind to yourself, and I will talk to you soon.